Welcome to The Business Shift, the podcast for online entrepreneurs who are focused on making the shift to business owners. We talk about what it takes to build and grow a thriving digital empire and the transition required as you grow. This is a shift I chose to make in my own business, your client success, and one you'll want to consider making as you grow from solopreneur to business owner. Please share and enjoy. All right, what's going on? And welcome back to the Business Shift podcast. Quick update, I'm super excited because I got a new camera, which looks amazing, by the way. One of my favorite features of this, and I am not sponsored, I just wanted to tell you guys about this, is that it doesn't have as much glare on my glasses. And so I can be looking at the computer with my glasses on and it not be completely blocking my eyes. So that is really nice. Um, I got a Logitech camera. Um, and so really excited for that, but I'm excited to be bringing you another podcast today. (laughs) Today, I wanted to talk about the reality of being an entrepreneur. I know it sounds super epic, um, really intense and harsh, and it is harsh. I would agree that the reality of being an entrepreneur is harsh, but I wanted to talk a little bit about it because I think that a lot of people get wrapped up into all of the great things about entrepreneurship without knowing the other side of it. And then they get into entrepreneurship and realize, wow, this is a lot harder than I thought. I don't know if you've ever experienced that before. I have experienced this before and I have seen and worked with a lot of people that have as well. So what I mean is that there is a lot of great marketing going around saying, hey, you can come in and earn 10K a month by starting your business, right? Or you can make 100K in six hours by running this challenge or starting this business or doing this conversion event, right? And so there's a lot of things being marketed out there to create a really positive light around entrepreneurship because there's a lot more coaches now. There's a lot more people selling business coaching with the whole online space and it makes it a lot easier to start something remote, to be able to work from home, to be able to create a lot of freedom in your business. But I think what's not marketed because it's not sexy, and so I don't blame people for not marketing this side of entrepreneurship, is that it is very, very difficult. (laughs) And there are a lot of things that you're going to face, like on a day-to-day basis, your confidence, your self-esteem is going to be challenged. There's going to be a lot of doubt there. You are essentially, and this is how I love to describe entrepreneurship, your business that you're building is like a boat. And when you first start, you don't have a boat, but you know that you want to get to some destination, right? And oftentimes that destination is I want to make more money because I want to be financially free. I want to have more time to spend with people in my life that I love. I want to be able to have time freedom, location freedom. Um, I want to not uh, be working at a job that I hate, right? So that's often the destination, right? You can think about that as being a place that you want to sail across the sea for, for using this boat moda, uh, metaphor. So you're, you have that in mind, right? And all of the marketing is, that is out there around entrepreneurship is going to be showing you the details of the island that you're trying to get to, right? They're going to be showing you all them traveling all the time, the four hour work week, the we're going to be uh, the, the time freedom. I get to spend all this time with my family and my friends and I get to be super rich on top of it. And I think all of that is possible. I'm not dog in that because I'm headed there too. (laughs) So I get that. (laughs) Um, 
but oftentimes the the journey and the voyage is not highlighted. So the marketing is is showing the island and it's important to have the the vision of the island there because you got to know where you're going. But if we kind of go back to let's say you're on a different island and you've got to sail to the island of your dreams. And so your business is the boat that you when you first start have to build. Now, some people, you can buy businesses right off the bat. That's a whole nother can of worms. But let's say you're starting with a new business from scratch that you have the idea for. So you've got to build this boat from scratch. And sometimes, well, you don't start with an instruction manual. You can definitely hire somebody to help you, which I definitely recommend. There's also lots of books and courses and things like that to help you build the boat. And then once you've got the boat built, you've got to make sure it uh, doesn't sink, right? And this is kind of the piece of validating your offer. You've got to make sure that this is actually a good boat that people could sail on. And so this is the whole process of, does your, app, does your offer actually bring value to the market? Then you've got to actually get the boat to sail. You've got to bring people on to help run the boat. You've got to draw the map in order to get to the island because you may not know where the island is, right? You can hire guides, aka coaches, people who have been there before, right? But a lot of it is as the business owner, you are the one calling the shots. You are the ones making the decisions. You are the one going, this is where we have to go, even though it's a blank map and I'm just... I'm just going, right? There's a lot of uncertainty, a lot of doubt. And the biggest piece that I think people forget to mention is that if you run your boat into the rocks, you have to take responsibility for that. If you have a hole in your boat, right? You may not have caused the hole, right? Someone on your team may have, someone on the ship may have, but you have to deal with it. You have to take responsibility for it. And so there's a, a high level of responsibility and risk that comes with being an entrepreneur because you now handle all of the ups and downs and the people that come on and help you build your vision, if they are working for you, they will not have that amount of risk that you have, okay? So I would say from my experience, my small amount of experience, that pursuing entrepreneurship is probably one of the most challenging and rewarding paths someone can choose. It requires hardcore self-evaluation, self-awareness, amidst all of the external factors that you don't have control of. Like you can't control people buying your product. You can't control the market. You can't control the economy, things like that, right? And those are things that are constantly changing. Um, there's also things like you can't control the people that you hire on your team, right? And so there's a lot of things that are outside of your control, but then there are also a lot of things that are in your control and there are going to be a lot of things along your path as an entrepreneur that constantly challenge your confidence in yourself and your self-esteem, which is why it's, it's very challenging on that side of things. So I wanted to talk a little bit about how you can go, uh, how you can go about thinking and acting like an entrepreneur and how to really approach it in a way that you understand the reality of it. You still have hope for what you're achieving, 
but you can start to enjoy the process more because you know the reality of the situation. And if you're considering entrepreneurship, you kind of know a little bit about the game before getting into it. Now, not to say you're going to know everything. (laughs) My ballroom coach when I was dancing ballroom, so for those of you who don't know, I danced professionally uh, for two years out of my 13 years of my ballroom dance career. But my my ballroom coach told, told me one time, and I think it was probably around the nine or 10 year mark of dancing. He's like, because I was learning to be a ballroom teacher. And he was like, Elena, you got to, when you're teaching your students, you're not going to pull the blindfold all off at once, meaning you're not going to teach them everything all at once. You've got to just give them little bits at a time. And for a new beginner person who's learning how to dance, that starts with, we're going to learn how to change our weight from our left foot to our right foot. (laughs) Right now, I'm looking at that as a dancer who's been dancing for 13 years going, I have to teach you how to change your weight from your left foot to right foot. That is such a beginner move, right? But it's the little steps that were the process to getting you to where you are now. And I can't remember, but I know that there was a time when changing my weight from my left foot to right foot was difficult for me. And so my coach kind of wrapped it all up and said, if I were to tell you everything that you would have to do, everything that you would have to go through in order to get these results that you want as a beginner dancer, you would quit. (laughs) And so we're not going to go there. And I think it's the same thing for an entrepreneur. Like if you were to skip forward in your life and finally made it to that island, you have the time freedom, you have the money, right? And you know all of the things that you'd have to go to, you you would probably scare yourself out of starting you'd be like, no, (laughs) we're not going to do that. (laughs) Like that is really, really hard, (laughs) right? Because when you encounter these things, it's one piece at a time, one bit at a time. All right. And so how do you start to think and act like someone who can solve problems, who can create something out of nothing, can get energy going and can really be extraordinary? So let's kind of start by breaking down the different type of people in this world. So I am a believer, and this is a concept that I got from Tom Bilyeu. Um, He's an amazing business owner. He owned Quest uh, and sold Quest. So if any of you have had a Quest bar, I love Quest bars. Um, he built that company, and now he runs ITU. And so he uh, brought to light this, this concept to me. And so he, he talked about there's uh, continuity players. These are people who they come in, and they do a great job, but they really want that, that work-life balance. And they're essentially there to kind of just punch the clock. They're like, okay, I'm going to do what my, do- my job description is. I'm going to stay within my, my lane and I'm going to come to work. I'm going to get it done. And then once I leave, do not contact me. Do not talk to me. I want to unplug. I want to have my vacation days. I want to be able to have that work-life balance, right? So there are those people. Then there are the intrapreneurs. These are the people who want to be so good at their job and they really want to do the job because they love the job or the aspect of the job. So for example, let's say someone loves knitting. They love knitting so much that all they want to do is just knit all of the time. Like they, they just love creating these beautiful pieces of 
knit work. I don't know what the definition or term would, for, would be for that. Um, they just create these um, amazing pieces of, of knitting that they make. And that's all they want to do, right? And they, they don't want to have to think about how to sell their projects that they make. They don't want to think about how to market it. They just want to knit a lot, right? And there are those people within every single category of life, right? There's people that just love fixing specific parts on a car. There's people that love just doing coaching or customer experience. There's people that love just doing marketing, right? And they just want to do that one thing and be very, very good at it and have a lot of freedom and artistry within that piece. So those are the entrepreneurs and they differ from entrepreneurs in that entrepreneurs want to have that kind of artistry, but they want to run their own company and they want to be more on the business side of things. So they want to look at it and go, okay, like I, I like knitting and I've, I've had experience with knitting, but I want to build a company around it and I want to learn how to market it and I'm okay managing the money. I'm okay taking on all the risk. So those entrepreneurs don't often want to take on a lot of risk, but they want to work with people who are entrepreneurs and who want to take on a lot of risks. So you can think about it as the entrepreneurs, they want to be a part of the direction of the ship. They want to go, yeah, I want to help you. I want to help you run the ship. I want to have my creative freedom to be able to, to do more than just punching a clock, but I want to have this be a meaningful and fulfilling job. Um, but I don't want to take the responsibility if the ship runs into the rocks type thing. Entrepreneurs are okay with taking on that responsibility. Um, and typically they're pretty good at starting things up, creating a lot of momentum. They've got the vision, they're ready to implement, right? And they're taking taking an idea and making it concrete. They're going, okay, I want to build a knitting business. So how do I actually make that happen? And they take the ne next necessary steps to make that happen. Now, I was listening to Alex Hermosi and Alex Hermosi is another business person. And he was saying that there's a fourth category of people who love business, right? They just, they just want to do the business, but I would kind of argue that they, and maybe I wasn't understanding his concept correctly, but if that was the case, and if I was understanding that correctly, I would say that those are entrepreneurs as well. I don't know. Um, now that I'm thinking about this, I'm like, well, they want to, they love the act of business. And so it's not really about what business they create or a building, but they love the act of doing business. And so, yeah, I'd say they're, I don't know if they're entrepreneurs because they have that, that risk factor. They're willing to take on that risk because they love just building businesses. I don't know. I'd have to think about that more. Maybe there, that is a fourth category. You'll have to let me know what your thoughts on that. Um, but those are kind of broken down the, the different kind of people in the world when it comes to working. And so I think pausing that, taking a second to ask yourself, which one am I? Because I think a lot of the times there I have met in my personal experience, I have met a lot of people who want the rewards of an entrepreneur, but they don't actually want to be an entrepreneur. And I think that you can still get the rewards of an entrepreneur by being an intrapreneur, right? Or even by being a continuity player. There are continuity players that make a lot of money, right? They may not have a lot of time freedom, but I don't know. There is that work-life balance. And so there's also entrepreneurs. Entrepreneurs get paid very well to do what they do. 
because they are very good at it and they're in the work. They are wanting to do that work. They love that artistry. Whereas entrepreneurs, right, are going to be running that ship, managing it. And so I think we attach the results of an entrepreneurship only to entrepreneurs, but you can still achieve freedom and financial freedom through the other options as well. But it's about going, what can you do and what can you be, um, what do you want to take the time to learn and stick with in the end? Because that's what matters is what can you be consistent with? What can you find fulfillment with? And that's all a choice that you make. And so those are the different things to consider when it comes to what kind of person do you want to be when it comes to your working. Now, I think when you choose, if you choose to be an entrepreneur, some important things to remember is that nobody owes you anything. So the market really doesn't care about your feelings or how you're doing or what makes you happy. And so all that matters is that you bring value to the market not what's fair. And I see a lot of people who get upset and I've had experiences with people who've done this where they look at me and they go, well, my product's just not selling these people are just not buying my stuff. And so it's on them. Like it's not that my offer is bad or not that I'm not marketing. It's just that it's on them and they screw them because they're just not buying my stuff. It's like the, that attitude is not going to get you anywhere. (laughs) So you got to remember that nobody owes you anything. And just because you make an offer and just because you say you're an entrepreneur doesn't mean anything. You've got to start to take action. You've got to realize that you have no control over the market. Next thing is that understand that you are at where you are at because of your current skill, performance, and choices. So that hunger for for truth makes people gravitate towards you in business and life. And so if you're starting to look at it and go, okay, yes, I take full responsibility for where I'm at now, for what I'm doing, for what my life is, you can now start to attract that type of truth into your business. But a lot of people I have found don't get that, honest with themselves. They don't take that level of responsibility. You've got to look inside and go, okay, where am I? I'm at and realize that it's because of you. And to me, that statement has a lot of power because if you got yourself there, you can get yourself in another direction. You just have to be consistent. You have to understand that the little things matter. Okay. Um, and then the last thing that I'll end this episode with is that to move towards artistry, to being something, re- to being really good at something, you've got to stop doing things that you hate. You've got to choose a life where the day-to-day processes of challenging yourself and getting better feeds your soul. You've got to ask, what hard am I willing to embrace? Because life is going to be hard no matter what. And I talked about this idea in some other content that I made about choosing your heart. It is hard to be fit. It is hard to be fat. It is hard to be broke. It is hard to be rich, right? All There's going to be hearts. And so you've got to ask yourself, what am I going to choose to pursue? And whatever I choose, it's going to be hard to accomplish, but the process will make it worth it. Because the result that you get from something lasts very shortly, 
right? The time when you finally make that 10K, right? Or you finally get to speak in front of 5,000 people. That actual result is a very small amount of time compared to the reality of your life or the length of your life. And so to, to bank everything and to put all of your fulfillment and happiness on that one moment that maybe lasts like five minutes is a lot of pressure. And since those minutes or those results are far, far from each other, and they're very difficult to achieve, I personally believe that fulfillment is found from enjoying the process and loving everything about what you do. Because in my opinion, just like life is a game, business is a game that you do not play to win. You play to play just like health, just like relationships, right? You don't win at marriage. You play the game of marriage to always have a good relationship. You don't win at your health. There's never a point where it's like, yeah, I've made it with my health. I can just eat crappy now because then your health is declining. You've always got to be playing the game of health, just like you've always got to be playing the game of business. And I think people get the, get into this idea of, well, there's going to be a time when I make it so then I can stop doing the business. But I think the most successful people in business are the people that love to play the game of business and so then they keep playing even after they've made it or have hit the results that they wanted to achieve so i hope this brings you some perspective and if you are considering being an entrepreneur that you think more about do i really want to be an entrepreneur do i want to be an intrapreneur or do i want to be a continuity player because really i don't think it matters which one you choose but it matters that you are The process is worth it to you, whichever path you do choose. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Truly appreciate your time. And we'll see you in the next episode. Thanks for listening to The Business Shift, where we chat about no-nonsense insights and strategies to help you transform your online business into a successful empire. If you or someone you know is an online business owner and are looking to increase the retention and ascension of their programs and outsource their fulfillment, I would love to connect. You can connect with us at yourclientsuccess.com. Until next time, keep shifting your business towards success.